0: Good day, my friends. This is Under Review, the tennis podcast from an insider's perspective. I'm Craig Shapiro, and on the show, I talk with the most interesting voices in the sport. We have a great show for you today. In 1981, he stormed onto the tennis scene, turning pro after winning the Junior French Open, and for the next 15 years, carried the hopes of his nation, France, on his back. His beautiful flashy style, incredible talent, and effervescent personality made him a fan favorite and a star in France and beyond. He got to five in the world, reached the finals of the French Open, and posted wins over Vilander, Vilas, Machir, and Sampras to name a few. The great Henri Leconte is going to discuss what he has learned so far at this year's first major. We're going to talk about his prolific and amazing life in tennis. And he's going to share his thoughts on what we can look forward to moving out of the summer down under. We are sitting in the Final Eight Club at the Australian Open. This episode is brought to you by Sergio Tacchini, the official apparel sponsor of Under Review. How'd I do? Great. No notes? No notes? No notes. C'est parfait. C'est parfait. I must tell you, I have a memory when I was a child of seeing you at the practice courts at the US Open. Mm -hmm ripping ripping balls with a red-headed kid wearing a lesse yeah. and I'll never forget it for the rest of my life it was before he had won anything you I mean did you take him did you take Boris under your wing at that moment yeah yeah I took Boris under my wing
1: it was uh 19 I think uh, 80 uh, no, yeah, he did 83, 84, something yeah, it like that. Yeah, he must have been 10 years old. 10 years old, and he was uh, just coming, <laughs> and I know he was practicing with I us. I was 10 years old. <laughs> he was practicing with us, and um, yeah, he was he was the beginning of, you know, Boris Becker, and then uh, after that, we know what, what he's done afterwards, 85,
0: 86. We're going to talk about all of this. Um, we do a five-set format. Okay. The first set, we call it the off-the-court report. Okay. You are Australia Channel Nine. Do I have that right? No, I'm working. No,
1: no I was working with Channel Seven and now moved to Channel Nine.
0: I uh, work with a uh, French Eurosport. Your Eurosport. Yeah. And you broadcast um, each and every day. Every day we broadcast. Every day we have different
1: shows. And also I did a few things like in advance to, uh, you know, we did we did tape a few things to explain how is uh, the Australian Open going
0: on and all the the new change. You are a prolific Australian Open broadcaster.
1: Yeah, how did that happen? It happened because it was long. It was like about yeah eight years ago. I came back after not being on the tour for a long, long time, and I just came back uh, because it was uh, invited by for to playing the legends, and and then suddenly I have nothing to do. And then one day, Channel Seven asked me to, you know, to to uh, to be on a, one of the the doubles match and uh, I was with with John Fitzgerald and I did you know commentate that match like the way I was watching the match on TV at home you know there's some good shots there's some bad shots and then suddenly I was like screaming all over the place and making it happen it was uh, just uh, very funny and and after that they asked me to be uh, to work with them for uh, six years so I was uh, happy to you know, to call different matches when the French were playing. And I was lucky at that time because Joe Wilfred Songa was playing well. So it, uh, that, that's why it start And
0: uh, But they have a good relation with the Aussie. But they said to me that, the, the, what I, the way I know it is that you you use unbelievable to describe yeah. Songa. You're
1: just unbelievable. And, and thank you for coming. And that, that's my word. That's uh, Henry Lecon's touch. And uh, I know that was uh, the time of... Uh, of Joe was playing really well. Uh, he went to the semis. He went to the final like uh, ten years ago, and semis
0: afterwards. So. And now, what's your other business? What is it that you do, you know, off off the court? Are you? Oh,
1: yeah, I'm uh, off the court. I'm a president of a club in, in France. So we have uh, you know, we have ten courts, two thousand seven hundred members. Uh, we have thousand two hundred kids. Uh, what's the name of the club? Uh, the name is uh, Le Valois Sporting Club, and I'm the president there for met now for about. Ten, ten years now? And where is that? It's uh, near Paris. It's in Paris. It's in Paris. It's, it's about indoor courts. Really nice. Great facility. Uh, besides that, I'm working with your uh, sports now for, for about uh, almost uh, eight years. Even more than that, I think.
0: Now, can you walk the streets
1: in Paris? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Easy going. I'm popular, but, uh, the, you know, it's no big deal. Nothing. No big deal. No, no, no. You have to be yourself. If you react uh, normally and... Uh,
0: and nice to the people, you have no problem. My man, I don't think there's many people in the tennis world that don't know who you are, but I mean, in France, France, it's hard to believe that you could get down the street.
1: No, but you know, we're not in America, like a superstar. I'm not a superstar anymore. I'm 56, 57 years old this year. Uh, I'm still popular, well-known, but not as, you know, the, the new,
0: new generation, which is completely different. But you, but you also, I the way I read it is that you have been on some TV shows.
1: Yeah, I did. I did a few TV shows. I did it quite well. Did and you win
0: Master Chef? No. I, no I, yeah, I, yeah,
1: yeah. I I did Celebrity Master Chef in in England, which is uh, something completely new and different for me because well, it's not my language. And uh, but I went to the semifinal, so I had a good, I had, I had a great time. I had more pressure to do Celebrity Master Chef than playing tennis at Wimbledon <laughs> in the semifinal against Boris. I have to tell you, uh, it was very very complicated and fun but it was good because the people can see you know my personality and the way I am. Are you a good chef? I'm not bad I'm not bad I'm not saying I'm good I'm saying yeah I can cook. But How uh, often I mean do you go like, do you go to the market you buy food? I mean, yeah I buy food I go to market I cook for my for my wife for my kids for everybody I,
0: yeah no problem. You're not in restaurants every night? No. No. No no I'm fed up about that. Let's move into our second set we call this the on the court report. Yeah, <laughs> what have your impressions been of pro tennis? Some kids are coming or uh, playing
1: well, uh, but you have already some, you know, Dominic Thiem, and you have they already in the top ten. But you have some new one who are coming up, uh, Al Yassim, for example. Is it's a new one who could come and really do something?
0: Did you um, did you were you disappointed with the, the, those Canadians' performances? I mean, they they bowed out quickly, or it's just. Tennis is so tough right now on the men's side.
1: Well, tennis is, tennis is tough all the time and every day. It depends about the way of your personality, the way of your believing what you do. And sometimes you have some players who are just are very quick. And I just said they're, very, they're fresh and, and then also they, they can just believe Right away, they could be you no know, top ten players. Some of the players take time because they need to set up their game and mentally. Mentally is getting more and more complicated now. Mentally is getting more and more yeah, complicated. Yeah, yeah, because because it's, uh, it's they all play different tennis. They all, I mean, different. It's the same tennis. They all play or sometimes the same tennis, but it's different mentality, and that's what you have to learn. And also, you have to believe and understand. Then, for example, we have one like a, a player named Goff. In a woman tennis she's unbelievable she 's fifteen, but around her is so many people around her to
0: push her to be as good as she probably wants to be are you do you think that um, that more Taglu group is doing a good job with
1: her? Yeah, I think the, the, everybody's doing a good job, but you have just have to understand that she's only fifteen okay It takes time don't burn don't burn the the,
0: the diamond don't burn it yeah. Henri Leconte, don't, don't burn, burn it. it. That's it, baby. Now, um, I have a que- I have a question for you. Now, is is French tennis mm-hmm. in trouble? Yes, Ex- definitely. Explain.
1: Well, great performance for the French Federation. We we had some great players for many many years. We have the best nation on the tour. We had, I think, uh, thirty players in top hundred, which is unbelievable. Uh, but it seems that. For many years now, we keep going and taking care about just about Roland Garros, the French Open, and not the high level. And uh, the federation did, uh, some, did doing some great job, but it seems that uh, we are we are going to the next generation is not there yet. We had a few good junior players, but after Tsonga, after Gael yeah, after. After after even Luc Capouille. look for example, is injured, and his injury could be a long time. We have
0: nobody behind. Nobody who could come and be in top 10 for I, the moment. I thought pierre Uger Bear yeah. had a chance, and he's just not getting it done.
1: No, 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 because it doesn't have, first of all, Pierre-Huguer is a great double player. He tried to be a better single player. He had a few chance, but he, he, he doesn't have the level. He doesn't have the, the game to be top 10. He has he has weakness. He has uh
0: He has weakness.
1: He has weakness and as long as you know that you can be top thirty and you know that's the best you could have, it's okay. But you try your best.
0: Do you have involvement with player development in films?
1: No, no, I don't have. Do you know why? You do because not. even with the Federation, because I'm too honest. I'm too passionate about my game. I'm too passionate about what I'm saying. I just say, you know, yes, no, there is no between. I'm not a politic uh Politically correct, like we say, politically
0: correct. You don't do the politics.
1: No, I don't do the politics. We call and, it politics. Yeah, politics Okay. I don't do politics because I'm I love I love tennis. And I'm always tell the truth, which is not sometimes not good. It was good, it helped me a lot, but it sometimes is good with a lot of people.
0: Sometimes sometimes the truth hurts. Yeah, but then do the problem
1: we have now is nobody wants to see or to understand or to uh, see what's the best or not. And what about women's tennis in France? Women's tennis, we have, we have some good players. We have, uh, for example, Caroline Garcia. She's really good. She's in trouble at the moment. She needs to change a f- few things.
0: Why has uh, her results been so um, uneven?
1: Because she still plays the same tennis. All the time, she's been playing the same and she thinks that's the only way she could learn. Look, everybody has changed her, their game. Her game, the boys the same, they have make that improve. And she did not. She always stayed in the same direction. Uh, she has to change a few things technically and, and mentally she has to
0: learn, to, she has to, Understand what it is, what life is. Are there any other French players that we should keep our eye on?
1: We have uh, Hugo Humbert, he's not bad, lefty. He, he did some good results, but he just have now to put
0: another gear. I love Hugo Humbert. Uh, he's, he's a great a, player, man.
1: Great player, but he's, uh, he has to. He has to. Like I said, you know, all the time you don't have to play it all the time the same. I mean, every year you see even the top guns, even in my generation was Max Wielander, was Boris Everything We did improve. We did change a few things in our game all the time. Like Formula One, there's not the same car every year. We change.
0: We improve. There's not the same car every year. (laughs) That's it. That's it. So
1: you have to change. change,
0: You got to change the engine.
1: Change the engine, so you, change, you have to change mentally, you have to change tactically, you have to change also again, because the people know that to play against you, but so then why you think that Rafa kept going, and Roger's still there, and uh, Novak did improve again. This year is uh, the way serving the second serve, the way return is the best return in the world. I mean, they all change.
0: Let's move into our third set. This is the portion of our show where mm-hmm. we discuss your career. Where does your tennis begin?
1: My tennis began with my family, because my mother, she was teaching tennis. Now, are you from Paris? I'm from north of France. North. you where? From Lille. You're from Lille? Okay. Age of four, I moved to Paris. So I was my, then my, my mother, she was uh, teaching tennis in a club, and I was there, and I played tennis, and I was completely crazy about tennis.
0: And what about that
1: back, what about the backhand? Where'd you learn that backhand? Uh, always tried. I always tried to do something. I even sometimes tried to play like John McEnroe, for example. I even changed the grips because I was always searching for something different.
0: And and, and I imagine you were playing junior tournaments all over Europe. Uh, how did how did you progress?
1: I did progress quite well, but not enough because I was. If you imagine my game, I mean the way I was playing, uh, I was teasing, uh You know, I was just hit the ball as hard as he can. Uh, some Most of the time it was going out. So are, I had a few coaches who told me to say, listen, no, you have to put the ball back and play and play a little bit. It didn't work, um, but I had some good results. I finished world number two. Thierry Tuland was world number one. Um, Thierry Tuland. Yeah, different players, different game. He finished top 10. He like this, I remember.
0: When was the moment that you realized you could be something special in the sport? Were you 12 years old, were you 14 years you know, old? No, I
1: think the moment when I moved to, when I moved with Jan Tyriak and practicing for five years because the federation, uh, you know, just put me away because he didn't understand the way I was. And you then, had a problem with your federation. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah it's good, it's yeah. good to have problems. It means then you have personality. And after that, I have the... the Can you explain that, so, you, so Jan, you worked with Jan? I, I worked with Jan Tiriak, that, that's what I'm saying. That time I was kicked out of the French Federation and I was uh, at the French Open and, and Jan Tiriak was there and practicing with Guillermo Villas, five hours, six hours a day. And he came and said, come, come with me, go and serve against uh, Villas. I did serve for two hours. Then he said, what are you doing? He said, no, I have nothing to do. The Federation kicked me out of the, the program and everything. And he told me, okay, come with us. And so I start to play, and I play, and I practice, I practice. And then he, say, then he came and see my parents, Jan Tiriak, and say, listen, I have, uh, I have something for you. You, uh, <laughs> you, you, We are taking Henry. You say nothing. You shut up. Everything, we take care of him. And
0: Jan I mean, Tiriak, Jan for Tiriak. our listeners, the maestro behind... Guillermo Villas, behind Doris Becker. Nastasi. Ili Nastasi, he was a player. He owns a bank. He is a official billionaire and a power force in the sport. Yeah. And
1: so we went together and, and, and I did train with them for four years. Where? All over the place. France, Australia, Germany, everywhere.
0: And what did you learn from Vilas? What did you learn from Jan Tyriac that that took you to the training? High-
1: learn how to train. Learn how to go over the limit. Never, never give up. Okay. And more you're talented, more you practice.
0: And how old were you when you began with Tyriac? I was like 17. And now, is it true that in 1981 yeah. you won the French Open Juniors? Yeah, in and, 80, yeah, 1980. 1980, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. And
1: now, was, it, was the plan always to turn pro? Or No, well, yeah, I did turn pro at that time. And uh, I remember because that was the time that also I played and I lost to Peter Mat- McNamara. So I think about him because he died last year. Uh, he was a good friend of mine. And uh, and I played against him the first round at the French Open. Uh, so that was the time. In 1980, professional, and finished
0: in 1996. Um. um How would you describe your pro career to someone that maybe doesn't know as much about you as others?
1: Talented, uh, unpredictable, uh, crazy, which is good. You need to be crazy. And uh, unlucky sometimes because I had three operations on my back. So I was... uh, You had intense back problems. Intense back problems. Three times operation. I Stopped for six months. Uh, and um, and also have a great personality. My personality is just, just to share to passion and uh, able to you know give my the passion that I have for tennis for, to everyone.
0: And and I, and, um, and 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 how would you describe your relationship with your country? Um, you carried the weight
1: on and off. <laughs> love. Love. You know why? Love. Love is not that far from uh, to love someone to hate someone. It's very close. So, of course, the, the relation that I have with the crowd and, and, uh, and the French people is uh, we had Yannick Noah won the French Open. I went to the final of 88. I lost to Mats Villander and And the relation was like, okay, he lost. He choked completely in the final. That could happen. Um, and that was a that, that was that was a tough moment, terrible for six months, terrible. I couldn't go get out of my house. People were just screaming at me, say you are. I don't want to say the word, but you are not. An and why don't you just? Uh, uh, why did you lose that final? You should have won. Uh, everybody was against me.
0: We, we that tournament, though. You had a great tournament. Oh yeah, I went to the final. I went to, you know, beat some.
1: We- you, voice and if, with, you, yeah.
0: if you close your eyes and think back to those two weeks, who were you those two weeks?
1: I was in the zone. I was somewhere. Then I, I was untouchable. Oh, I was playing just another tennis because you have to understand. Then my the way I played my game, attack all the time, slice, coming to the net, make drop shots, things. I was not a player like uh, like Sergio Bruguera or I was more like. Exactly the same like Stefan Edberg, who went to the final at that French Open and lost to Michael Chang. Exactly the same. So it's not that easy. So I was playing
0: just... Attacking incredible. Oh, awesome. Yeah, most times. Um, you get to the final. Yeah. Um, Do did, did you have a moment of that morning no, I, or that night? No, I never forget that. Why? You cannot
1: forget uh, what happened. Always when I'm coming back to the French Open or before the tournament, I always think about that. Say just one more, just one step, and
0: you could have won
1: the French Open.
0: But so, my my question is: Did you have like, did you did you sleep bad the night before? Did I you... didn't sleep bad. I sleep
1: awful. It was terrible. I think about the match all the time, winning, losing, winning, losing, and uh, that's why I was also. Uh, you need not sleep. Strong. No, not strong enough. I was good for one set. I had 5-4 serving for the first set, then I lost 7-5, 6-1, 6-2. So imagine what it is. It was like a, a train. I mean, it was, it was very, very hard and to, uh, to accept it.
0: Um, you played Davis Cup for yeah. 15 years, man. Um, Could you describe, <laughs> describe how, what that was for you?
1: 91, we play against you guys. The American. They were, at that time you came, you say, oh, it's easy. We're going to play against Guy Forget, Henri Lecon, the other one. They have his uh, David against Goliath. And... Uh, 91 Davis Cup. Yeah, Davis Cup, yeah, it was. The team, the American team was not bad, huh? Pete Sampras, Andre Agassi, Flack, and Seguso, world number one in doubles. So, and then... You came out on the first day and beat Pete? Yeah, I was 154 in the world. I had operation in my back three months before. And Yannick came and said, okay, I was practicing. I was. I thought that it was my best chance to, you know, to... To be a different player and to forget what happened at uh, Roland Garros, the French Open Final against Mats Villander. You saw it as yeah. an incredible opportunity. Yeah. yeah, that was an opportunity for me to do something Special. huge. And I did it. And I did believe it. I believed that, you know, what, whatever happened at the French Open Final, I did use it to do something different and strong
0: against Pete Sampras. And what, what, was the, what was that feeling like to be on the court it, during that event? I was in the zone, like the zone of
1: uh, Roger Federer or Novak Djokovic and uh, Rafael Nadal could be uh, on when they play grand slam final. You know what you do, you concentrate, everything is going smoothly, nice and easy, and you, you believe what you do. You can have some, make some mistake, but it's okay, you're in the zone. And when you won, you say, it's, it's okay, it's normal, I knew it. The best you ever played? Best I've ever played in my life, for sure. I have, I, have, I have different matches, but this one, 154 in the world. I haven't played a match for three months. I play, okay, one double, or two doubles. And I beat Pete Sampras 7 5, 6 4, 6 4.
0: Come on, man. Not bad, huh? Eh? Not bad, man. Pas mal. Pas, Pas mal. Pas mal. I think,
1: and, I think you, you never forget that one.
0: And then Forge, and then you and Forgé… We won the double. You beat, you beat Flak and Segunda, who were the best doubles team. In one the of world. the best
1: in history. Yeah. And we beat them in four sets. And then the last day, uh, Guy beat, beat Sampras in four sets. And we won Davis Cup. We haven't won that tie for 59 years it was huge and well, big and where did you go right to le bandouche where did you go when oh, you we, fin- were, we were not it was not oh you know le bandouche that's good mate
0: come on man, man i'm le a well-traveled, yeah, I'm no, a well-traveled Not citizen. to Le well
1: because he was in Lyon. but we went to have a big party that's for sure
0: and it was great incredible it, that's f- did you see the sun come up yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you the saw sun the, sun come, the up. sun
1: come up and everything <laughs> was perfect
0: that's tremendous. it was a
1: nation uh, it was a
0: nation uh, moment how, how, how much do you miss Davis Cup, real Davis Cup?
1: I'm gonna miss all my life, because now it's finished. It's not Davis Cup anymore, it's, uh, it's, it doesn't make sense for me,
0: to anybody. A mistake. Huge mistake. Let's move into our fourth set. Mm-hmm. We call this the 10-ball scramble, I say something, you just say what comes in your mind. Okay. We don't go deep. Favorite tournament? Wimbledon. Favorite court? Can be any court in the world. uh, I say Wimbledon. Center Court Wimbledon? Yeah. Favorite city? Uh, Melbourne. Tremendous city by the way. Yeah. And no guns here. Yeah. Incredible. Um, Where do you keep your trophies? Mom's house, your mother's house. She, all she, of them. She
1: make a special place for me. So.
0: She's got a special spot yes, for you. Yeah. How many trophies there is like a thousand trophies? No, yeah, from juniors until now, so it's good. How many rackets do you
1: have in your house? <laughs> uh, wood racket because I start with wood racket and stuff. I think I have like about yeah,
0: forty rackets. You can keep forty rackets from all from from all the. Yeah, because I still have some,
1: and then my. My son still has some too. My mother and things all over the place. Do
0: you save your credentials for your whole career?
1: I did did a few for a moment. But then I don't know why suddenly my wife put somewhere maybe in the bag. I don't know where. But I think it's good. It's fun for the kids. They love it.
0: I love it. Guy Forger. Best mate. Yannick Noah. Best mate. Cedric Piolin. Friend. Natalie Tosia.
1: I don't know Natalie very well. we
0: great, no problem. Marie Pierce. Good friend. Um, do you, are these people that you speak with ever? Or do you talk, do you talk with these French players? These experts. Not players? that much, but you know what we've been going through with Guy
1: and Yannick. It's unreal. So it's for life.
0: You guys are brothers yeah, for life. Uh, for sure.
1: That's it. Yeah. Favorite forehand. Aha, F- favorite forehand, I will go on
0: Agassi. Really? Favorite backhand? Stan Vavrinka. I think he might have a chance to win this thing. Yeah. Favorite serve? Haha, not easy, huh? Uh,
1: can go on press. Go on, uh, Roger. you love San Francisco? Yeah, because I love to return it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Favorite volleys? Uh, ah, Edberg. A lot of people say that. The best meal you cook? Scallops. How do you do them? No, I don't tell you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a secret. No,
1: no, no. no. I cook, I can do veal, scallop, fish, everything, whatever. But I, the scallops, when it has to be tender, with a uh, Cauliflower, cauliflower puree. That's very good. You ever make a cocoa van? No, I can make a coco but
0: It's not my best dish. It's not your best dish? No, it's not. Let's move into our fifth and final set. We call this the king of the court. Okay. If you could be the king of tennis and make a change in the sport with just one swing of the racket, with no problems, no aggravation, what would it be? No more let. Get rid of the let. Yeah.
1: For what? There will be a new change because we need to move on. We need to change
0: a little bit. I know. I understand that. Uh, Do you mean let court? Yeah. If, on a surf. play yeah. the let courts. Yeah. You like that? Yeah.
1: That could be a new, a new, a new thing. We need a small change. Uh, I know that tennis still very popular. We are very fortunate and. Not lucky and fortunate to have four Grand Slam tournaments, and that's why we still, you know, tennis is very popular. But if we don't have that four Grand Slam tournament, I don't think that tennis would be able would be even showing on TV. Because so, what's your what's the point? What's your point? The point is, we're missing. We're, we have a, we are so lucky to have uh, Roger Federer, uh, Novak Djokovic. Uh, Rafael Nadal, that generation who brings, who did bring superstardom I mean the t- level, tennis level in and, and na- another direction but when they're going to stop we need some character, we need some people who has guts and who can make really good decisions and improve our game and I think that's uh, very important for the, for for the tennis and I really hope they will stay on that bored with the ATP and will move on and give some advice for the future. I really hope because we need them. Uh, Do you think the
0: sport is in trouble?
1: I think I have to tell you that tennis is in trouble. I, I have to uh, you know, it's everybody's seeing because of the older Grand Slam tournament. Of course, they make a lot of money. Is TV rights are going like crazy. But besides those tournaments, the regular tournaments. Tell me how many, what, which tournament is making money now? Besides maybe Indian Wells? Besides maybe... I don't
0: think there's a chance there's Indian a ch- Wells ch- could make money. Okay, Okay. so tell me. Maybe what? Who? Yontirriac's tournament's got to make money. Yeah,
1: Madrid? <laughs> maybe. Uh, but maybe. But then on top of it, that's why we need to do that. To, to, to make
0: a few change. My man, I have to tell you, um, I'm extremely... Uh, honored to have had you as uh, as you a guest much. today. Um, I watched Anytime. you play throughout my whole you know my whole childhood. Thanks for taking the time. And you are released. Thank you very much. Huge thank you to Henri Lacan and thank you to Emma Weir and the Aussie Open Final Eight Lounge. Big thank you to our new sponsor, the Courts at Anzo Barrego. A cool new tennis getaway in the California desert. See what it's all about at thecourts.net and tell them that we sent you. But to thank, as always, Sergio Tacchini, the official apparel sponsor of Under Review, see what they're doing at sergiotacchini.com. And if you've been thinking about becoming a patron of the show, now is the time. Head on over to patreon.com slash underreviewtennis to read all about it. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash tennis. We really appreciate it. If you like what you're hearing, please subscribe, rate, and review us. We can be found wherever you get your podcasts. We also love hearing from you, so if you have a topic you want to explored or a person you want to hear from, please let us know. Our email is info at underreviewtennis.com. At UR with CS is our Twitter handle. Under review tennis is our Instagram and Facebook. And to catch some clips from some of our interviews, please check out our YouTube page. Max Loeb edited the show, our music is by Brian Senti, and Jason Binnick did our mix. We'll be back next time with more of the most interesting voices in the sport. Until then, I'm Craig Shapiro, and you are released.